video game nostalgia. In this episode, we're talking about video games, specifically God of War, mostly the Greek side of it. And we got guest Brandon Klein on. Hello, Brandon. Hello. Uh, he's very prepared about the cold open. Oh, definitely. So, uh, you have any more to say? Uh, cue the music. <laughs> hey, you got the tagline. Let's cue the music. Nice and short. Alright, welcome to Don't Evolve Me, the place like Ash, Ketchum, Pikachu. We don't evolve, we just level up. Uh, it's the video game nostalgia episode. We're talking God of War. We're talking video games in general, but we're also talking God of War. We have guests, new guests on, Brandon Klein, old friend. Hello, happy to be here. How's it going, Brandon? It's going, it's going. Alright, what, what have you been nerding out to lately? Well, it's the new spring season of anime starting, so I've been checking out all the new shows and stuff going on wait is there like actual seasons like according to like weather yeah yeah i mean like uh you know winter spring fall yeah there's like seasons of anime that come out generally oh okay uh what what anime are you watching uh i'm kind of trash and watch a lot of isekai which is uh uh traveling to another world essentially it's like people in japan that get murdered or killed and then wake up in some fantasy world and live out their like fantasy life interesting like a sort of like heaven afterlife type of no thing? more like a, a reincarnation into like generally like video game style worlds where you're living like on an rpg adventure oh it's wait called, do you know you die though yeah yeah the people yeah they're uh it's it's a really isekai is like it's a japanese term for in another world okay uh, it's like a really terminate, a really like common like theme in their storytelling and stuff like that, especially in anime, oh. where people get transported to another world and they get to live out this like power trip slash fantasy life, nice. even having all the knowledge that they had of their prior life. That's cool. Here's There's some I, really good ones. I've like I always had that thought, like like if I were to die, I was able to pick my heaven, mm. like my my fantasy world that I would want to live is I would want to go into the Pokemon game. Yeah, yeah, it's exactly. It's just like that. Yeah, people going into like their favorite video games and stuff like that and living okay. out. Does their it follow lives. one character into like one fantasy world or is it like multiple characters in multiple fantasy okay, worlds? Okay. So the over the last few years, the whole isekai genre has just blown up in anime. Okay. Oh, is it it's not just a show. It's no, a- no, no, it's a whole genre. Oh. And there's a uh, uh, it started out pretty tame with some really basic ones that are really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's been a lot of trash. And then uh, I think the newest one coming out is about a dude who gets transported to another world and, and turns into a vending machine. Oh. Yeah, lives his life as a vending machine in another world. How does that work? It's a comedy. Uh, okay. I don't know. Anime is weird. There's one I watched. Uh, is that called... just like staying in like one area? Yeah, you know, like a talking vending machine. I don't really know the logistics of it. I'm okay. curious about it. They keep getting more and more insane oh, throughout okay. the years, you know, just because they have to one-up each other. Uh, there was one <laughs> I watched called Reincarnated as a Sword, where a guy gets reincarnated as like a magic sword okay. in another world and yeah. has to wait there for somebody to like pick him up and use him as a weapon. Hmm. I don't know. It's it weird stuff. Kind of it's interesting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A lot of comedy. Uh, yeah, I no. like. I like that kind of stuff. I think uh, I like fantasy stories a lot, like yeah. stuff that takes place, like adventures, that kind of stuff. Yeah, you recommended one animated to me before we started this uh, recording. Oh yeah, yeah. We can get into that in a second. But uh, I just say 
that nowadays in the whole anime scene, like 90% of the fantasy anime is an isekai. Okay. And so it's just kind of like they go hand in hand at this point. But there are good ones like Hunter Hunter I would consider to be a fantasy, which is the one I was recommending right. to you. Yep. Uh, but it's not uh, an isekai. It's a totally new story. Okay. Is 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 Isekai, right? Isekai. Isekai. Mm-hmm. Um, you said it was trash. Is that like yeah, no, is it known as like trash? Yeah, anime? yeah, yeah. It's kind of okay. got a bad rep. Uh, there's definitely some good ones that have come through the years, uh, but generally, uh, people that only watch isekai and stuff in the anime world are kind of looked at as as trash. Um, I don't only watch isekai. I will put that out there. I've watched a lot of different anime, but uh, I do have a soft spot for some isekai trash. That makes sense. Yeah, I feel like um, in any genre, what is considered trash, you got to have like a. Oh, I'm trying to think of the term. Oh, what is it? It's a guilty pleasure. Yeah, exactly. Guilty exactly. pleasure. Yeah, that's show. exactly what it is. It's you know it's bad. You know when you're watching them, a lot of the times, like you're you're not watching it because it's like a really good story. Mm-hmm. You're watching it because of the ridiculousness of it. A lot yeah. of the time, uh, my new favorite show that just came out, uh, Eminence in the Shadow. Okay, it's another isekai. And it's about a guy who, in real life, is living like a kick-ass fantasy. Mm-hmm. Like he's obsessed; he wants to be like a superhero. Okay. And he, uh, uh, literally, like in the first episode, this girl gets kidnapped, and he beats the two dudes to death with crowbars. Like it's very kick-ass. brutal. Yeah. yeah, very kick-ass feeling. Very. And then he ends up dying at the end of the episode. Gets hit by a car, and then wakes up in this new world. And uh, basically his whole dream was he never wanted to be the hero of a story. He doesn't want Mm. to be the villain. He wants to be the eminence in shadow. He wants to be the third party that's Mm. secretly pulling all the strings in the background behind the hero and the villain. That actually sounds very interesting. It is. and uh, This also seems like it's completely uh, based off kick-ass with the ending. Yeah, very, very similar. Uh, I will say that the beginning, uh, it definitely changes because the whole thing is uh, he's obsessed with he wants to be the perfect background character in real life. Oh, so like he will set up these situations and make friends with the people and stuff like that to make sure that he is never seen as like the protagonist. He wants to be the perfect background character. Hmm. And then his alter ego as the eminence in shadow is like this over the top grandiose, like dramatic, like he steals a grand piano from this place and like brings it down to some caves just so he can be playing some Beethoven when the girl walks in and sees him. (laughs) Just to be extra edgy and cool and stuff like that. That's a, that actually sounds. It's awesome. so good. I, I very highly recommend it. It's so much fun. You're hitting the superhero trope and like the, yeah, oh, yeah. and and like the the wall, third wall breaking or fourth wall breaking with like uh, his like ability to understand the genre that he's in mm-hmm. and to play it out so perfectly and stuff like it's so good. It's sounds funny. very Deadpoolish. Yeah, it's it's got action. It's got hmm. it's got some parts that legitimately make you go, "That was badass." I might have to check that out. Yeah, actually. I highly recommend it. You're not the only one who's uh, recommended. I think you're the third guest who's recommended a- a- anime. I I highly recommend it. It took me a little while to finally get into it. I mean, I'd watched like Dragon Ball Z and stuff before yep. in the past, but finally to dive in, and now I've watched so much anime. It's funny. <laughs> it's like a can of worms that like I'm scared to get into mm. just because there's like it's just a whole new world of media. I've got Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. I've, which I hear is like the best it uh, is. animated to watch. That's what they. I've heard that a lot too, and I'm gonna be the person that says that I didn't finish that show. I stopped. Really? Yeah. I just how where? I, I don't got, even remember I got, like, exactly. Too engaged not to stop. I I I made it pretty pretty decently far. I don't know, like 40, 50 episodes in. 
That's like the a end. Third. No, no, I think there's like 100 episodes, isn't there? Of uh, so there's two shows of Brotherhood. The other one's trash. The first one, yeah. Here's, yeah. Well, it depends on like I hear mix for the first one. Yeah. I, the second one I hear is like the greatest one. There's 60 episodes, I think. Is there only okay? So maybe I was further than I thought it was, but I still fell off. Uh, I don't know how. I think I it's just so intense. I don't. Uh, I think it's like the world and stuff like that. I don't know what it is. I just like couldn't get into. Like I know it's not sci-fi. I have like this weird thing. It's not really sci-fi, but it like falls under like the categories of science fiction enough. Yeah. To where I have a hard time. Just not a sci-fi fan. Yeah, like it's weird because like you tell me magic does stuff all day, and I'm like, oh yeah, it's fine. And then when there's like science fiction stuff, I cannot suspend my disbelief. I find um, it very difficult. Well, yeah, because there's a base of like science, but like yeah. the science explained in a lot of shows just Does, doesn't isn't re- is it doesn't exist doesn't make sense. I would rather them just call it magic and make it magic, and then I'd be like, oh yeah, this is cool. It's <laughs> magic. It's magic. But when you're trying to tell me like, uh, it's just very difficult for me to like take that as a real world. Mm-hmm. No, that makes sense. Um, me nerding out. What I'm nerding out to game. Or, I was gonna say Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones finished the season finale. I already kind of talked about it a little bit. Um, I know we were discussing how it's Game of Thrones. Uh, how after season seven, season eight was very um, pretty much ruined a really good show. Yeah, I compared it to an underbaked cake, where like it, you had all the ingredients, you had everything there, and then out of nowhere, it's just. Uh, the baker decided to take it out too early and put the worst frosting on it, and it just, it just doesn't taste right. Yeah, leaves a bad taste in your mouth. And you're like, there's so much potential. I mean, all you got to know is that what five years ago everybody was talking about Game of Thrones, and now nobody is talking about Game of Thrones. I'm talking about Game of Thrones. Okay, though. we're the only people talking about Game of Thrones. <laughs> I think I might be the only show just because I rewatched it. Yeah, nobody. I mean, House of Dragons. As soon as House yeah, Dragons is coming even, back, even then, like it wasn't near as big as it could have been. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I mean, I'm not. I haven't watched House of Dragon. You should. It's actually pretty. I've good. heard it's good. It's but pretty good. Guess what? They left a real bad taste in my mouth, and God. I'm not really that interested <laughs> that's fair. in getting back into a show that's gonna do that to me again. Mm, yeah, underbaked. Except it's not cookies, where it's like, oh, this actually, this yeah. might be better. No. Um, the other thing I've been nerding out too, which we'll talk about, God of War. Oh yeah, I uh, we were playing it. Before we recorded this podcast, I last couple days got into it, so we'll talk more about it. I uh, recently got into the show Barry, or re got into Barry. Oh, I love that show. You love that show? Oh, I've seen it all. I'm trying. I'm rewatching it because uh, the season we're recording this April 12th, so the season four premiere is this Sunday. Oh, is it? I didn't even know that. Yeah, too. <sighs> nice, nice. It's coming out. So um, I'm midway through season two. I'm trying to get um. My sister's fiance Michael, he did Last of Us. I'm try- we're trying to pick a new show. I'm like, well, Barry's coming out. You got to. I don't know where he's at. I don't know yeah. if we're- we might be. I'm going to talk about it. Yeah, that's yeah. That that's a good show. It is pretty good. I love uh, what's his face, Bill Hader. Yes, yes. Bill I Hader. just love how like the show is. Um, it's there's like the whole lot of war between like the mafia and stuff. But like, I just like how it, how everyone react or interacts with each other. It's just like. They're all just making mistakes, and somehow it just... Uh, I don't know it's, how to describe it. Uh, it's very, like, uh, for being a, as ridiculous as it is at times, and also, like, as, you know, funny and stuff as it is at yeah. times, it's very, like, sincere. 
Yeah, it was very, very sincere. real. Like when you, you really feel like he's a real person, like going mm-hmm. through this stuff. It feels realistic. Yeah, like all these, like even though it is absurd at times, it still feels very like it's a real people experiencing real emotions. Yeah, and I just like how everyone's like a weird character, but like they're all consistently this weird character, and mm-hmm. everything just rotates around all these characters making dumb mistakes or missing things, and it just it just. It's interesting. I have no idea what the show, how it's going to work, how it's going to unfold. And, like, even when the characters do bad things or do things, like, you feel their emotions with it. Mm-hmm. And just the, the the concept of a hitman wanting to be an actor and yeah. no longer wants to be a hitman mm-hmm. is off, off, off the rip. It's a, it's a great idea. It is. I'm sad that it's ending, but I'm also I'm like, I'm sad that it's ending, but I'm happy that we're getting at least more to it. Yeah. But after season three, I'm like, yeah, there's there's not really narratively more that you can tell with this story. I, I agree. They need to bring it to an end. They uh, were going to end it season three. How did, how do you think it's going to end? Uh, I don't think good things are going to happen to Barry. Nope. I think. Yeah. Death or jail. Yep. Death or jail. I don't. Well, and I don't think I could be really satisfied with anything other than those. Like as much as I don't, I want him to have a happy ending. I think I think back to Dexter. I think back to Better Call Saul. I didn't see the end of Better Call Saul. Okay, yeah, don't. <laughs> okay, um, I don't uh, like. Have, have you okay, Breaking Dexter? Bad. Breaking Bad. Yeah, it's like yeah. Breaking Bad. Yeah, yeah, and that was exactly what it should have been, and that and that is known for having one of the greatest finales of any show. Better Call Saul does it better. Does it? it does. See, how can it do it better when you know it how it's no, going to no, go? No, 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 It does is it, it better. Okay. Well, don't don't spoil it for me. Have you never seen Dexter? I've seen, oh yeah, I've seen all of Dexter. I okay. tried, uh, we tried, we watched, um, me and my wife, we watched. The new one? The new one. And then we watched, I, I, watch, I remember, because me and you had that conversation. I think you finished it and uh, everyone's like, don't finish season eight. I'm like, how bad can season eight be? How bad can the finale be? Watched it. Like, oh. Yeah. Oh, this is like everything that you wouldn't do with this character yeah yeah i mean like there was three opportunities for them to kind of just save it and they just kept like oh no we'll keep fumbling it it's like they had like three opportunities to just put their knee down and call it a day but instead they just kept chasing the ball down the field <laughs> uh yeah yeah i do you think the new dexter um we're going way off topic here yeah. do you think the new dexter did they I didn't watch the new Dexter. You didn't watch the new Dexter? Because of, uh, I heard bad things about it. And I was already just so upset about how the other one was. And then to hear like, oh, the new show sucks. I'm kind of like, ah, I just kind of, kind of, I didn't think so. So Dexter, you can almost split Dexter into four or two parts. Okay. Or three parts now with the new show. You have the first four seasons, right? The good stuff. The good stuff. The original showrunner. And then I think, what is his name? Scott Buck took over. Okay. Whatever he takes over, it's trash. I yeah. will go on record and say that. And then, like, because you have season five, season six, they're like, eh, it's okay, unnecessary, but okay. Mm. Season seven, you're like, ah, this is getting into... They literally yeah, just redid season two. And then season eight was just, like, the worst thing ever. Yeah, I remember... So you have, like, those two parts. But the person who did New Blood, right? I'm pretty sure it's... The yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the name of it. Um, is the showrunner from the first four seasons. Okay. So it... But- can you undo the damage that's already been done? Mm, no, you can't save the old show. Yeah, but this show is not bad. Yeah, uh, the ending is more serviceable. Yeah, but I heard they're making another sequel to that show too. 
Okay. <laughs> yeah. I can't say anything. I have yeah. thoughts on that, that rumor that I don't think it's true, but I yeah. don't want to. I guess ru- I, I've, I've heard. I don't want to ruin the new show for you. Yeah, I mean, I can't say I'm going to watch anytime soon. That was a that's one of those shows from my my childhood that meant a lot to me when I watched it. I really enjoyed it, but even going back now and trying to watch Dexter again, it's not. It's hard. Yeah, it's. I, I got, we're so spoiled nowadays with TV shows. We watched the first two seasons. You know, I mean, it's half-hearted, and she got bored after the second yeah. one. Yeah, that's just it. And it's there was just, an article that because we, we were looking at news and stuff, and there was an article that said that Dexter didn't peak in season four, peaked in season two. And honestly, it might be right. Yeah, it's one of those shows that it's like Barry. It should have just been short. Yeah, sweet exactly. And cut exactly. It. Not every show needs to go seven seasons to do. You know, I Six think seasons of movie. Yeah, uh, three to five seasons. At most, is kind of like the perfect amount for a show. Uh, I say that being like the biggest Supernatural fan there ever was and hoping oh, that there's Supernatural. another season 16 comes out soon. No. I, that's <laughs> yeah, a show you that might you, be surprised. That's a show that you kept pushing me on, and I got to season five, and I stopped. Oh, man. No. I know that's the greatest part, but yeah. I'm like... Yeah, yeah, I mean, season five is the best. I can't do CW shows anymore. I don't have patience for it. Yeah, I mean, I can't do any other CW shows, but uh, Supernatural will always have a spot. Supernatural is, like, the original CW show. Everything, like, copied off of that. All of those, like, dark, dramatic takes and stuff Mm -hmm. like that, it doesn't feel near as bad knowing that it originated in this show, and it's not just another copy of every other CW show. All right, should we get into video video games real quick? Sure. (laughs) We can spend... Yeah, we you know, must just be recording like multiple because we can get deep into TV shows. Oh yeah! All right, let's get into some news real quick, and then we'll talk about them. It's time for a news quickie. Oh yeah! All right, we're gonna do some quick news. Not a whole lot because we're recording this on April twelfth, and this will be released late April. So Marvel, or the Marvel's trailer came out yesterday. Showed Brandon the trailer this morning. What was your yes. thoughts, Brandon? Uh, it looks more fun than I thought it would. Yeah, I thought this movie was going to be trash. Yeah, I didn't have a whole lot of high hopes. I haven't been really excited about anything coming on the MCU lately. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, Guardians of the Galaxy three. I want to see it, but it, if it would have came out two years ago, That's I think fair. I'd be a lot more excited about it. But now knowing that. Not only is it like the last Guardians of the Galaxy, the last James Gunn thing that we're going to get in the MCU. Yeah. Uh, well, that's knowing that whatever is going to happen in the story was supposed to canonically happen two years ago means that it's probably going to be pretty irrelevant to the main storyline that's going on mm-hmm. because it's so out of date, which means it's just going to be another one off MCU movie with no real. Well, it's a finale of sorts, at least. Yeah, but is it going to be a good one? Should it be the finale for the Guardians? Why is it the Guardians of the Galaxy finale? Because James Gunn left the MCU? I think that originally that they were always going to plan as a trilogy. Yeah. I mean, I could see that like for the movies, but like, are we still going to have the Guardians in like the next Avengers movie and stuff? Or are they just... Well, the I think they'll be around, but I don't think we're getting Guardians, Guardians, at least not yeah, for a little while. Because uh, Batista quit. Hey, he's quitting. Yeah, I don't blame them. That's a lot of makeup. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I don't. Same with like Amora too. Yeah, or Zoe Nebula. Yeah, um, or two. But Marvels. Let's let's yeah. get back okay. to Marvels. Captain Marvel. Meh, I think I gave it like a two plus three minus somewhere on that category. Um, yeah. You know my rating system, right? We no. went through it. Okay. Um, quick rating system because we'll talk out of war and we'll do this. Um, one is trash. Two is meh. Three is good. Three's great. 
Four is like the best of its genre. And then plus and minus if you're borderline. Four is the highest? Five is the highest. Okay. Five is like four. elite. Okay. Okay. And so I give like Captain Marvel's like somewhere between meh and good. Like there's good aspects of it. I think maybe it's a three. I think I gave it a three minus. I think I don't want to get too in depth, but I feel like the main problem with Captain Marvel yeah. was that they tried to make Captain Marvel like play him off like he was like a stereotype or play her off as like a stereotypical male superhero lead mm-hmm. that's very like stoic and emotionless and kind of yeah. serious and stuff like that all the time, which I don't think is inherently a bad thing, mm-hmm. but it really kind of took away from the fact that, you know, like she's a woman and you know, more power to her and stuff like yeah. that. Instead of trying to make it into like another male superhero movie mm-hmm. with a female lead, you know, make it a female superhero movie Yeah, at the end of the day. I will say that you... Your take is really interesting because, like Brie Larson, a lot of people, like people just said that she just can't act at all. Yeah, Whereas your I take mean, on it is that was what that was what I she do, was supposed to be. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely think that that was meant to be the tone of the movie. I think that yeah. they were trying to appeal to the male audience by saying, "Hey, look, she's just like all the guys." Yeah, but that's not what we want. I don't think that's. I not think helpful they did for anybody. in this trailer. She kind of like she still has like that stoic look, but it seemed like she was a little bit more loose. Yeah, and they just have a little, little bit of fun with it. I mean, it's, I mean, it's okay to be serious too mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But uh, if you want to make somebody relatable or like have them be a hero that like girls and stuff like that look up to, then mm-hmm. you know, make them relatable to girls. Yeah, I agree. Because you're not going to win the guys over. You're not going to make a bunch of guys say, "Oh man, I wish I was mm-hmm. Captain Marvel." I will say that one character in this movie that I think is going to save this movie and actually is going to make it great. Very much a Peter Parker element to it. Come on, Con. Yeah, I think her reaction and her just like her going like, "Oh my," you know, like in this, her just excitement really makes this trailer great. Also, yeah. Goose the Cat. Yeah, definitely a good dichotomy to uh, to like Brie Larson's Captain Marvel and stuff. And and I do like. I thought uh, I don't know what her name is, the actress that plays Monica Rambeau, but like in WandaVision and I stuff. Don't have I it think. Up, yeah. uh, giving her like kind of an expanded arc and stuff like that outside yep. of the Marvels and stuff really is going to help make her as her own character in that film instead yeah. of just being a friend of Captain Marvel that also has powers. That's fair. Uh, this movie, going into it, I had like a three minus. Uh, my f- friend Ernie was very much like, watch, be careful, this movie's going to be good. I think this movie's going to be greater than what it is. So shout out to him because uh, this after watching the trailer, I'm like, all right, I'm a little more hyped for it. It I looks mean, good. We, we've been fooled by trailers before, though. So We have. We very much have, but I will say this trailer does its job. Yeah. Another movie that. that also I thought was going to be trash, but the trailer did a really good job, The Flash. Yeah, I, I 100% agree with that, too. And I'm I a little feel, hyped for that movie. I, I, I am, but I don't want to be because <laughs> probably, I feel like nothing good can come of it. Yeah. Uh, like, there's no good outcome. Either Ezra Miller continues to be The Flash and get away with whatever crap that he's gotten in trouble <laughs> I've been for. on record of saying this. How the fuck is he not canceled? I'm not yeah. for cancel culture, but yeah, like, exactly. of all the people to be canceled, this is the dude that we should probably so, cancel. So either he does a great job and we keep him, and then we just have this weird like stain on DC forever, or he does a terrific job in the movie, and then they get rid of him, and then it's like, okay, now what? You yeah. got to replace somebody Wally that West. did a great job. He dies. Yeah. Wally West, bring him in. I mean that that would probably be the best instead of trying to like actually recast him if he does a good job 
would be to yeah. just bring in a new Flash in general. But I agree. At the same time, it's just like, damn. Yeah. Oh, here's here's a question for you. What mm-hmm. about Kang? How do you Ooh. feel about that? Well, here's the thing. Um, I don't know any specifics about any like actual legal stuff. Yeah. I just know that there's stuff going around. Um. So apparently he's exonerated. Okay. Um. His uh, the what happened with Kang with Jonathan Majors? Because if one, if he, like everything that came out was true, like the MCU was freaking screwed. Like mm. how do you, this guy is such a acting talent, and they're banking a lot on him. Oh yeah, yeah. And so how do you replace him, or how do you yeah. change your story? Because you have to completely change everything. Luckily, um. He didn't actually hit his girlfriend or the woman who was there. From what was told was he's the one who called the cops. He's the one who brought it in. But she, at the moment, was going through like a mental health crisis and told the cops that she was hit by him, which means he had to be arrested. Mm-hmm. All these stories came out. And then there was text between the two that the lawyer showed saying, like, you know, the woman in the text to Jonathan Majors was saying like, Hey, I'm sorry, this has happened. I told the cops at the time I didn't want you arrested, but like, that's how that works. Well, so should be in good standing. I'm hoping that's the case. Yeah. I mean, I hope for his sake and everyone involved that obviously it's not anything really serious. I was just annoyed by the whole cancel culture aspect of everything. Like one, if like, if the, if the rumor was true that he had hit her, like, yeah, he deserves all of that. hate, mm-hmm. all that cancel it. Maybe not with the cancellation, but like he deserves that flack. But if mm. it's one of those, I don't know. It's it just we're comes quick down to cancel. To yeah, it's it's the whole uh, guilty until proven innocent. Yeah, you got it. It should be a, you know innocent until proven guilty is how it's, it's supposed to be. Out, but we don't give people the benefit of the doubt most of the time. No, humans are made to make snap judgments. Yeah. All right, we got to move on because we got some video games to talk about. All right, you have some Yu-Gi-Oh news or Yu-Gi-Oh news? Yu-Gi-Oh news for us. Oh, well, for the first time in about 10 years, volcanic cards from back in the GX days are getting some new support. Uh, yeah, not pretty exciting stuff. It's not going <laughs> to actually shake up the game whatsoever. They're not good enough to be played. However, it is uh, pretty exciting news around the Yu-Gi-Oh! universe because it means that Konami does listen eventually, and it only takes about 10 years for them to respond okay. to people's requests. All right, guys, if you want something in 10 years, you let them know because yeah, they'll get it get to on you in it 10 right years. Now. Yeah. If you need some new support for your favorite pet deck, uh, you better start asking now. <laughs> uh, and you'll get it eventually. It's been 10 years since I played Yu-Gi-Oh! Me and this man used to, with a bunch of others, we used to have tournaments. We used to go to tournaments. We went to one tournament, and it wasn't an actual tournament. It was a pack opening. It was very disappointing. Oh, yeah. Sealed, limited stuff. I was, I think, I went one, one out of two, one and two, and then I lost the other first, like, familiar round. Yeah. I don't know what was going on. I'm like, I got to make a new deck out of these new cards. I have no idea. Yeah, I don't like that very much. I don't... Uh, uh, it's like uh, limited formats. They're fair in a way, but they're also, it comes down to luck yeah. at the end of the day. What cards do you have? How do you... Like, yeah, if you don't get lucky and you just get absolute crap pulls, then there's not a whole lot you can do about it. Yep. And I'm not a very lucky person. All right. Some Mario news. Chris Pratt's original voice was rejected. Yeah, that's not surprising. Yeah, his original voice apparently was very um, Tony Soprano, very uh, Italian, like... It's a me, a Mario, and I'm going to talk Italian this entire time. Like, yeah. Okay, like, like okay, yeah. <laughs> that's that's the impression that I got from it. Um, I will say, I know you've only listened to the trailers because you haven't mm. seen the movie yet. I will say his voice is a lot. 
better. Like, I think it's better than most people um, give them credit for, at least originally. And I think you had a good point before we started recording about Chris Pratt. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, I don't think it was a lose-lose situation for him. Like we were yeah. saying, uh, if he did, like, a really, even if it was a great Italian accent, even, he still would have gotten a lot of flack yep, for not, not being Italian. Italian. Uh, and then on this opposite, by not doing one at all, he gets mm-hmm. a lot of flack for yeah not doing he Italian accent. He was just poorly cast I think. yeah it, it, it's not his fault um i don't know i mean it's his fault for taking it but like how do you yeah, not i mean take... right how do you not turn i somebody asked you if you wanted to play mario i mean i would turn it down <laughs> <laughs> i don't think I'm like i am not i don't know fair enough fair enough but i mean like jack black bowser like i would be yeah. like hell yeah yeah oh yeah uh jack black obviously is a legend I don't know. I mean, who else do you pick to play Mario? I think the only person that you can make an argument for is the actual voice actor of Mario that's yeah. still alive. I think that's... Like, and that's the only real person that you can like make an argument that mm-hmm. should have had it. But at the end of the day, all he's ever done is yips and yahas. Yeah. He's never actually done any lines and stuff like that for Mario. Yeah. So I will say Chris Pratt did probably the best performance he could. and I, It's serviceable. It, it's uh, one of those voices where, like, once you get into the movie, once you, I don't hear Chris Pratt. I mean, okay. some of the other characters, like Luigi, Charlie Day, you you hear Charlie Day. He's got a Donkey Kong, voice. You, you hear Seth Rogen. And then, yeah. I know most people didn't like his voice. Um, Jack Black Bowser, I mean, it very played into Jack Black's personality with Bowser. There is a, I don't know if this is spoilers for you, Brandon, but there's a lot of scenes where he's just singing about Peach. Okay. <laughs> in the most Jack Black, tenacious D type of song. Okay, okay. I'm peaches, that. peaches. It's, it's, it's freaking awesome. I, okay. uh, Jack Black Bowser is probably the best character in that whole. Yeah, he was definitely going to be the. He's the loving one, it, too. Yeah, the one that everyone's after. Uh, he's also, uh, he made a Star Wars cameo in Mandalorian, too. Oh, yeah? Him and Lizzo. Okay. Nice. They, uh, you might actually like this, because we're both, we don't talk a whole lot of politics, um, but we're both pretty liberal and uh he plays uh this like a leader in like the most like liberal utopian uh government ever okay where it's full automation no one works and all they do is play games and drink and uh party the entire time that sounds pretty nice there's no weapons there's no nothing and like when the bad guy gets caught because it's like a mystery whodunit episode um they're just like, you know, we'll exile you to the moon. you got to live in the moon now. Well, eventually we'll forgive you, but hopefully you can earn our forgiveness. And, like, that's just a dope society. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> With Jack Black and Lizzo as, like, the kings. <laughs> and it's, a, it's Mandalorian, so you have Lizzo and, like, uh, Baby Yoda, Grogu, just chilling out together. Like, they were just chilling out the entire episode. I'm like, this is cool. I'd vote Jack Black for president. I would uh, actually no. Can we stop with celebrities and presidents? <laughs> like, if I had to pick a celebrity, Jack Black. I don't know if he would run a country. Yeah, I don't <laughs> that's that's like, part of the that's part of the reason why I pick him because he's got no agenda. That's fair. I feel like you'd have it. I would just like all of his like press conferences because he would just come in like with the most like dopest president like costume ever, and oh, it would yeah. just like sing his wit, do like a backflip or a cartwheel. Okay. Yes. <laughs> We're diving into this. That was a long news quickie. It was a very um, intimate. <laughs> oh, man. My news quickies never become news quickies. All right. Let's get into it. Video game nostalgia. So we're starting a new series on Don't Evolve Me. 
where we go into and dive into video games that we enjoyed as kids. And I gave Brandon the choice of which... I gave him a list of video games that I was willing to talk about. Because me and him, we played a lot of similar video games. That's true. And this is not the this is not the, what I would pick first, but I let him pick. And he chose God of War. Yes. Yes. God of War. I chose that because with my extreme ADHD as a child, it's like the first game I actually remember completing. Yeah, let's let's talk. All right, let's talk uh, God of War and how we got into it. Because God of War also has a special place in my, um, a, a very special place in my love of video games. It was not like the first video game because there's a lot of firsts, but this is one of those games where I started playing more seriously into. Like where I got seriously into it. All right, you you start and I'll I'll follow up. Okay, so I guess God of War, like I said, was the first game I actually beat that I remember beating as a child, mm-hmm. uh, playing with friends. God of War one and two. Uh, I bought a PlayStation three in order to play God of War three. I bought a yep. PlayStation four in order to play God of War. Wait, no, God of War two thousand eighteen would be like the proper title. Yeah. I don't like that they just call yeah. it God of War. Yeah, 2018. Okay, there It makes go. podcasting hard. Come yeah, on. Yeah, it's just like it's like the Mortal Kombat thing. That's another one. I could Come on, about. Santa Monica Studios. Yeah. Like Mortal Kombat Studio. 9. At least or that Mortal Kombat. Sense. Yeah, that one, yeah. That one at least has a number behind it, but it is just called Mortal Kombat. But yeah, uh, and eventually I will, well, maybe not. I might break the tradition because uh, the last God of War game did come to PC eventually. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping if I wait another year or so, maybe less, uh, it'll come to PC and I won't have to buy a PS5 just to play God of War. That'd be nice. Um, no, you know, follow the buy, buy God. <laughs> it's pretty much, yeah, the only reason why I would buy a PS5. I don't think there's any other really exclusives these days that I would want on PlayStation. Outside of Spider-Man. But they both come to PC now. Fair point, fair point. Yeah. My, uh, I just downloaded the Miles Morales one the other day. I haven't nice. played it yet, but I haven't played that one. I played the first Spider-Man. Oh, so good. Miles Morales. I, I really want to play. Game. It's just time, money is hard. Yeah, and I have like a list of content that I have to like go through. Now that I have the time to go through the content for the show, that's fair. That's fair. I also got to learn about uh, 40k now. I got invited to do a podcast during the tournament. Yes. But we're not. I know you're into 40k, and we're not going to dive too deep into it because yeah. we got to talk about God of War. All right. So my love for God of War. So this started with well, my old friend Dylan. Shout out to him if he's listening to this. <laughs> so he brought this game over, and I was just in love immediately because I really like I enjoyed platforming games. That was mm-hmm. kind of like my first love when it comes to uh, video games is platforming, which I think makes sense for majority of people our age who got into video games because platforming was the main genre. I mean, Mario, Mario, Sonic. Day. I was a yeah. huge. I mean, oh, Mario. I Played more Sonic than Mario as well. Same. Had a Genesis. Um, same. Had the Genesis. Um, my dad, uh, he played Super Mario Bros. It's mm-hmm. weird. You know my dad. It's weird to think that he's the one who got me into video games because he, like, he doesn't... He he gets into video games. Um, I don't know if he has ADHD. So I found out like both, all my siblings probably has it. And so my parents probably have it. And... There's moments where my dad, like, he get he gets really into something. Like, he gets, like, hyper-focused ADHD into something. Mm. But he has, like, no other signs. But there's moments where, like, with video games, he gets really into it. So, um, 
Super Mario Bros. He used to have NES, and me as a kid, that was where my first love was because I just would sit there and watch him try to beat the first Super Mario Bros. game. And then eventually they bought me a Sega Genesis, Mm. so Sonic. And then my cousins played a lot of um, Nintendo 64, uh, PlayStation, Crash Bandicoot, Super Mario 64. Mm. And that's where I kind of got really into it. And so around this age, uh, I think it's like 2006, 2007. It was like the right before God of War 2 came out. Mm. So this game was out maybe like a year or so already. And so I, my friend brought over God of War. And the really cool thing about this game is it's also a platformer. Mm. It's a it's a very much a hack and slash game, but it's also a platformer with puzzles. And puzzles, yes. And I'm like, it just filled everything I needed. Mm. And so this and the game story was cool. Yeah, and the part we were playing this game a little before, but the part where my friend was at was the Hades part, which is probably why it's my favorite part because that's the first part I saw. Mm. And I ended up borrowing this game from him. And was able to beat it and whatnot. And my parents didn't really know like what was going on because I'm in the basement. And they're you know they're like, oh, he's playing video games. The sex mini game is in the second one, correct? The sex mini game is in all. Is in the first one too? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. I know it's in the beginning of the second one. I couldn't remember the first yeah, one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Teenage me liked that moment. Yeah. Okay. You don't get the details <laughs> about that. All those Paul revisiting yeah. it now. I'm just like, man, they're yeah. It's like you know, like looking at like all of that it's like man this is what Tomb Raider would be naked and it's just like it's just, it's just weird. triangles <laughs> basically <laughs> um, but yeah so what was funny about it so I ended up beating the game and my parents no wait no when we got it, it was the year before so it was like the year it came out and then the year after my friend knows I really love this game he wanted to sell it he's like hey would you buy this for me I'm like yes of course but the Christmas before my parents i asked them about i asked it for christmas mm. and they were gonna buy it for me it was m-rated and the person at walmart was like well this is not for kids it's really bad you know there's nudity there's blood my parents classic. like oh we're not gonna get for yeah, you classic right? shop people sticking their nose in somebody else's business exactly you know what i got for that christmas instead what'd you get for christmas yeah, that fight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> much much more reasonable game for a <laughs> <laughs> so you know, I played that game, beat it up or beat it. <laughs> um, teenage me like the hookers. And see yeah, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh. So we get into. Um, so I ended up buying this game like a couple months later from my friend, and my parents found out that I bought it. Right, mm-hmm. with my own hard-earned money, my own cash, bought it without them knowing. I got grounded. Yep. This is the only time I ever got grounded by them. <laughs> I don't know what their punishment was. Their punishment was I couldn't uh, I couldn't play video games in the basement. And it was like this was like around March, April ish in Minnesota. So I'm like, all right, I guess I'll just um play outside. Yeah. And yeah, that's what I did for a week. I'm like, this is like the worst grounding ever. <laughs> like, all right, you guys are making me get outside. Oh man. Or I'll go play games on the PC because apparently that was allowed. Yeah, yeah, I might have told them I was doing homework. I don't know. <laughs> you know what the best part about it is? They they let me keep the game. Well, yeah, you learned your lesson. You'd already seen the whole thing. I mean, what more was going to do? So like, after the week was over, I started playing it anyway. Yeah, and then that. Uh, so a couple months later, um, God of War two came out, and I was saving my money for God of War two. Really want this game, right? Mm. And went to go went to, went to the store. Went to go to buy the game. My dad's like, "Wait, you're buying this game?" And he just goes like, you know this game. 
this game's bad for you. You shouldn't do it. They give you points for killing hookers and doing this and this and this. You know, basically just describing Grand Theft Auto. And you know what I said to my dad? It's like, Dad, that's that's not God of War. That's Grand Theft Auto. We played that game last week, and you had a lot of fun playing that game with me. <laughs> <laughs> I'd never seen his face so red. So just <sighs> turn around, fine. And it just stormed away. <laughs> this is the perfect, like, I own I own my parent moment. Mm. Love you, Dad. <laughs> you know, it's kind of funny thinking back now, looking at video games like from when we were younger, like yeah. Mortal Kombat and stuff, and how they were so worried about the violence and, mm-hmm. and graphics and stuff like that, compared to nowadays. Like, oh, yeah. Like The Last of Us, for example. Oh. How violent and you're you know, literally brutal is that game at some points. Or Grand Theft Auto Five, where you're literally torturing yeah, people yeah, in a mini game. Yeah. I mean, Grand Theft Auto Five. that's that's obvious, though. Yeah. But, like, Last of Us, like a game that might fall under the radar a little bit more. I mean, yeah, it's a zombie game, but you don't think about just how, like, brutal and, like, realistic some of it well, is. Well, Part it's 2 very... definitely shows the brutality of it. Yeah, the yeah. Part 2 is, yeah. I meant to put brutal. that in your face. Puts it in the face, like, you have people dying, or, like, you're killing NPCs, but, like, these NPCs... You get to learn their backstory. You actually get to learn about the NPCs too. Mm-hmm. Um, you get to know their backstory. They could cry out their names. Um, they, if their dog dies, you hear the whimper of the dog, and they're like, "No, not you." Whatever dog name, like, I'm trying to think of a really, shadow or something. Yeah, that's more of a cat. That's a, eh, that's that's a, a very dog typical name. dog. It's a dog name. Shadows, Fido. Fido. Yeah. Who names their dog Fido? I don't know. People obviously do. Otherwise, I wouldn't know that. Seems like a very like. What's a generic dog name that no one ever uses, but you always think of Fido? Yeah. Next, I mean, it's like the generic dog name, <laughs> or like I don't even know. But yeah, so that's that's my God of War story of like how to get into it. Okay, so let's talk about the first one. You've seen a little bit of it. I've started playing through it. Yeah, I mean, I it, I beat it, but it's been a while. I remember the second one better. I feel like I I feel like a cynic going back to these games sometimes. Yeah, I, like there's, I like I, so once you get past like the nostalgia and the love of the game, there's I, I have so many questions. Whereas I'm pretty sure my friend Donald would just be like yelling at me like, "Don't think about it." Yeah, I mean, I don't go back and play games and stuff very often, mm-hmm. uh, or even go back and watch things very often. When I try to do that, it usually is not near as good as I remember. So I'll 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 try to, I'll try to mix in like first like love and. I wouldn't say hate because I don't hate this game. Even after, I have, as I was playing through, even with you, there was like aspects like, oh, I remember this scene, or I remember because uh, we're at the Hades part of things. And I'm like, oh, this is actually like the scene that I love the most. I was really excited, but there's some parts of it. I'm like, ah, oh. it's not really a complaint of the game God of War because I think God of War for the most part holds up well. Yeah, I would agree. I will, I will say like just jumping back into it when I a couple of years ago, actually it might have been like five, ten years ago, I tried jumping into. Um, God of War, and it just felt dated. I had a hard time really getting into it. But now jumping back to it to do this episode, to do this uh, series, the gameplay for the most part holds up pretty well. Yeah, I could see that. Uh, it's that's kind of what made it so great to begin with. Mm-hmm. It's simple, but it was very solid. Yeah, and it was very tight, and it, it felt good to control, and it felt good like it impacted you know the yeah. actual gameplay itself. Um, I mean, it's very dated. For a yeah. first game ever, this might be one of the best first games ever. Yeah. Because if you think back, um, first games ever, usually the best games in a series is not the first game. I think of like yeah. Uncharted 1. 
Yeah. How I don't think I've ever went back to Uncharted One for the fact I didn't that like it. the gameplay is awful. Yeah, the story just, is great. You just spend like most of the game hiding behind a wall, shooting at people. Yeah, yeah. trying not to get caught after the endless, endless, endless amount of endless enemies. waves. Yeah, that's one of those games where it's just like, yeah, you're you're yeah. definitely the bad just, guy in that game. Just YouTube the cutscenes. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. the best part. But then you get Uncharted Two, and that's arguably the best game in the series. Yeah, uh, I don't think there's too many too many games where you'd say the first one's like the best. This, but God of War is arguably there's a debate here that it's one of the best better games probably yeah. not now with God of War and God of War Ragnarok I don't know I, God of War 3 is is still pretty damn good it is fair I, I think that I think if anything the best part about the whole God of War franchise has been their ability to maintain a high standard across all of the titles outside of the spinoffs even the spinoffs aren't that bad no, they're not. But for, I mean, for being PSP games and stuff like that, you got to consider the console and stuff that they yeah. are made for. I will say Ascension wasn't that great. I never finished Ascension. I haven't played either of them. I, ha- I, 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 I forgot that, I, that game one existed, mm. and two that I played it, and then I'm like, I played it halfway through. It got bored. Did you play it on a PSP? No, it's a PlayStation Three game. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, the remake or remaster or whatever. No, I'm pretty sure it's an original game. I don't think so. I thought so. Is there an original game besides God of War 3 for PlayStation Ascension. 3? I thought that was a PSP game. I don't think it was. I think it was um, straight up uh, PlayStation. Okay, let's look into it. Just a quick Google search. I, already have a that, I don't think I played it, to be honest. But uh, Ascension was first released for PlayStation 3 in 2013. The only game in the series to feature multiplayer. See, I don't even remember. If- yeah, I don't remember anything about that game, man. Yeah, I to be don't... honest, I thought that was a PSP one. Mm. So okay, so we'll just act like that one doesn't exist. <laughs> I think just most people can agree with it. Yeah, but yeah, I, God of War in the main titles. So God of War, we're mostly talking about God of War because I did watch the videos of God of War two and three, and I played a lot of God of War two. I think I've only played three, maybe once or twice through. Yeah, yeah. Whereas God of War, the first one, I probably this is probably like my fifth or sixth playthrough. Yeah. And you, you could tell it's my playthrough because I haven't played this game in maybe 15 years. And I'm st- like, you were watching me be like, just be like, wait, what did I do? Oh, wait, I think I have to go here and then I have to go here and then I go here. You said it was like riding a bike because that's how I feel. Yeah. This game. I played this game so many times. I'm like, oh, yeah, you have to go here. Mm. This game doesn't tell you shit sometimes. No, yeah. A lot of old games didn't. You have to explore. Yeah, exactly. It's like the old Pokemon game where you have to like walk around. Whereas like now, if you play Pokemon, they're like literally you go two steps and they're like, "Hey, let me tell you everything you need to do." What's better in the Pokemon world? What's better? Yeah, in your opinion, what do you? Oh, do? the first the first few games are a lot better. I hate being <sighs> going going back. Yeah, I don't necessarily like the hand holding, but going back and playing some of those old ones, there is like. Zero direction on some of that stuff. There is fair. You have literally, like, without a walkthrough, I could not figure it out. But it's so much more rewarding, I would say. Yeah, I'm not saying I like having my hand held either, but I do think that there's kind of a balance there. There is definitely a balance. I think um, coming back to, like, Last of Us and um, Uncharted, Naughty Dog in general, they do a really good job of Crash Bandicoot. Huh? Nothing. I don't know, not so much Crash Bandicoot in this regards, but they, the game is yeah, great. Yeah. Um, they do a really good job of like telling you where to go indirectly. Yeah, I think Simply that's... Simply because like how they light up the environment. Mm. They use a lot of yellows to tell you where to go. 
Yeah, I think that's just a big W in game design when they're able to kind of uh, secretly guide you to where yep. you're supposed to go, not forcefully, and and to make it give you the illusion of choice. No. Yeah. Okay. Just it vibrates a lot when you fiddle with it. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Also, it turns off the microphone. Oh yeah. I don't want that. No. I mean, like we're we're pretty good into it. So if we had to redo anything, it's not too far in. All right. Back in 2004. But yeah, so playing this game, I will say the game, like the cutscenes are so outdated. So I'm playing this PlayStation 3 collection version of it. I didn't play the original PlayStation 2. I was an idiot and sold it off. Mm. I regret doing so. I think I got like 20 bucks for it. Not worth it. Yeah. If you have a PlayStation 2, freaking keep it. Yeah, if you've, if you've held on to this long, might as well just keep holding on to it. Exactly. I wish I did because I had like the original games for it too. But, um, Gameplay holds up well. Like the graphics hold up really well. It's the camera is just so interesting. Cause, and I actually think they did a really good job with the camera because like there's some games like older games the camera's just freaking awful. This game is weird, but just the camera work it shows you exactly what it wants to show you. And the backgrounds for a PlayStation Two game are very admirable. Yeah. Like. The Temple of Pandora, and like you're on the outside and you're climbing on the outside of the temple, and you can see Kronos just like in the like it's not like super detailed where like these days it's like super realistic, but it's very like for a PlayStation 2 game, you're like, God damn, it gives you the impression that you're in a much bigger world, yeah, without you know having to load it. It's very much so like uh, the original Dark Souls kind of at the mm-hmm. same time. Even though you were only in like small rooms and corridors most of the time, yep. because of the backgrounds and how everything kind of flowed together, it really gives you the impression that you're in a much larger connected yeah. world, uh, which is something that I think that God of War did very well. It just really feels everything kind of just links together seamlessly as you're walking through areas mm-hmm. and stuff. There's no like odd loading screens and stuff like that at weird times. Uh, there's there's moments where like the game has to catch up and you're like, oh wait, loading. Yeah, there's moments. But that's, you know, limitations of the technology at the time. I will say that the level designs for God of War is amazing. I love how everything's just connected in this world. Mm-hmm. Where you, like, you start off... I actually really want to talk about the starting scene, because the starting scene is like probably one of the greatest like opening levels in uh, video games. Um, but, like, you go from... You're in the Aegean Sea fighting the Hydra. And I, yes. want, I want to get back to yes. that. Okay, so yep, I want to talk about that. And then you go into Athens. Athens is at war with Ares. Um, and then you go into the area where, like, you essentially you fight your way to the main boss fight. But then you go into this, uh, not a side quest, but the main quest of going to the temple. And then in the temple, everything comes back to the rings of Pandora. So you're going into these little spots, but, like, it all comes back. And you made a point before we, while we were planning that, like, everything is linear but doesn't seem that way. Mm. Like you have to get everything. You have to collect the pieces. You have to collect all the puzzle pieces to finish the puzzle. And it leads it to you in a very linear way, but it, it there's a, such an illusion behind it because everything circles back where it seems mm. like it's more of an open world. Yeah. Oh yeah. With enemy placement and fights and stuff like that, spotting in certain places, it gives you the illusion that you're, you're making progress in certain directions yeah. and stuff like that when really you're kind of just going one way at the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah, it's a it's a definitely a, a quality to the game design that they're able to do that. Okay, can we talk about the level design and how the world just doesn't make sense and how, for example, for example, the, the Temple of Pandora. 
you go to the Temple of Pandora, and you basically you hear the story about how hundreds and hundreds of like people try to go in this temple to get this magical power, and then all die. And you meet several people like in this temple, but when you go in there, it's like these ruins, and you beat the puzzle, and the thing breaks. My whole my whole question is like, wait, shouldn't this be broken already? I I am under the strong impression that Kratos is the first one ever. Nobody's ever even made it through the front door. Well, the, all the people are there. The inside deeper. Yeah, magic. <laughs> that, that's like my first question. Is like, wait, how do these traps get reset? Is there, is there like people in the background that reset it? Is it magic? Is it the gods? I like your answer. Is just it's just magic, mm-hmm. and how everything's just very video game ish. Like, yeah, you can't make this jump unless you know how to double jump. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Just or like you can't do this unless you know how to swim. But like Kratos doesn't learn. Oh, I guess he gets he doesn't know how to swim until he gets the trident. I'm like, wait, I'm pretty sure Kratos probably knows how to swim before this, but he can hold his breath indefinitely now. No, that's fair. But he has a trident. Wait, does other people made it further in the temple? Do they not have the trident? How does that work? They have other magic that lets them breathe underwater. Maybe. <laughs> they can skip past that part. They didn't need to find the conveniently placed MacGuffin in order to progress <laughs> through the temple. They already I, had that. Ability. I just like the belief that like it just magic resets everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But everything's just very video gaming because there's just chest everywhere with orbs. Um, but I know like it's just it's really interesting to play old video games because like. These days, unless it's like specifically like you know it's a video game, video game, all these games are realistic. Like God of War now is very realistic. Like yeah. it's a very much a world lived in and it's believable. You have all these characters. Now but you go back to like twenty years and that from now we play the first God of War, it's it's not really that believable, but like that's how games were back then. Yeah, I think it's a lot more in your face back then. Yep. Uh, I think nowadays there's just as much in video games that is just like weird video game logic that we take for granted and don't even question because it's a video game. Don't question it. Yeah, it's just like, it's a video game. You know, like, why do these dogs have bullets when I shoot them? Why do they drop ammo? Because it's a video game. Yeah. That's why. Why do they drop money? They, you know, they don't have pockets. I think. Well, again, the Last of Us is like the last thing I like played too. There was like, there was some questions where I'm like, oh, why is this people dropping ammo? Or like, oh, they have a gun in hand. Why? Can't why I? didn't they drop ammo? Yeah, yeah. But that game actually went into it where like they go and they take the gun and they take the bullets out of it, or they, at least there's a sound. Or like uh, Ellie at one point was like, man, there's a lot of there's a lot of supplies in the city that's still left over. Yeah, but she said it in like. In the area where like she gets jumped by four people who were stationed there, so it's like, oh, that's an obvious cue. Like there is a lot of things here. Oh yeah, there's people living here. That's why. Yeah, but there's like more of an explanation where like back then it's like yeah, it's just a video game. Don't think about it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, to be fair, we went from a guy like jumping on turtles heads to make them explode. Oh, I was thinking Mar- I was yeah, thinking yeah. my first thought was Crash Bandicoot. No, like there yeah. was turtles, but that's a very specific reference. Yeah. <laughs> thinking Mario. Mario. Yeah. The suspension of disbelief has come quite far. I will say this Mario is a mass murderer. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Kills a lot of, He's wow. just a plumber from an outside world just decides to just dist- kill all the Goombas and hmm. Koopas and they're just living their lives. They could be. I don't yeah. know. They're not hurting anybody else. It's not like they're killing each other or anything. Yeah, that's fair. At that time, they weren't even like going after him. They're just you know. Like, yeah, they weren't even necessarily. Yeah, they're not even necessarily attacking him. He's just getting in their way. Most video game characters are mass murderers. Nathan Drake. Yeah. 
has got quite the body count. Crash Bandicoot. Yeah. Literally uh, any platformer. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, though, Crash also gets killed pretty gruesomely in that game. Much more so than, like, Mario. It gets, like, flattened oh, and burned yeah. to a crisp to ash and stuff. Mario just, you know, falls the face off of the Yeah, yeah, planet. just falls off the map. Man, imagine if someone died. That, like, that's how people die. Like, car accident. Just, oh, no. And then <laughs> yeah. fades into the ground. Like, <laughs> oh, wait, there is... There is an afterlife. And they all get sucked into the ground. Like, that's just your fate. Just... Yeah, that should be an anime of sorts. If the people die, you just see everyone just get sucked into the ground, but no one knows what's up or why that happens. We could talk about anime. <laughs> <laughs> I could go an, on a tangent right is now. Is there but, an anime? Show uh, similar. Oh God! I don't, <laughs> save it. Save yeah. it. We'll talk about it afterwards. <laughs> All right. Um, okay. So here's my major complaint about this game. If like, coming back into it, and that is. I feel like I felt this way too when I was a kid, but I was very much, I didn't complain about it because I just absolutely love this game. The biggest complaint that I have about it is the, it's a hack and slash platformer puzzle game. And I think the thing I hated the most about it replaying it is the hack and slash aspect of it just felt like unnecessary filler at most points. Yeah, I mean, especially in the first game, the actual combat wasn't near as refined. Like, there's no mm. combos. There's no. I mean, there is like there is, but there's the very basic, like, yeah, boom, boom, boom combo. I mean, you were watching me play where like I would be in the middle of a combo, and then some like enemy just out of nowhere would either break out of that combo or just would like ruin it, and it just it was very frustrating. Like, all right, I got a combo, boom, 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 and then I just get hit. Yeah, or even like for example, with like you're using that sword. It would it had like three moves like it yeah. hit hit and then did a spin attack and that was all you did over and over and over yep. and over again as opposed to like uh, the new God of War game for instance when you have all these different types of attacks you can yep. throw the Leviathan axe you can catch it back you can use your magic in between mm-hmm. you can switch between your weapons on the fly which you can do in that game but it, nothing like combos into each other nothing like really flows yeah into each other it's just like you switch now you got your sword boom boom it doesn't yeah it doesn't flow at all and then you get hit and when you have like multiple enemies like multiple type of enemies especially when you get like long ranging or short range it's god it's freaking brutal at times yeah and there's like a, a block yeah. parry but it doesn't really yeah you get blocked but like if like two enemies are like doing the whole like attack at the same time you block one you get hit with another yeah it doesn't give you like an invisibility frame or anything like that it doesn't seem to so yeah and then there's certain aspects where like do i really need to face villains right now or like or villains or do it really it, it can definitely feel like they're just padding out the runtime of the game yeah. for sure they're just adding people in to make it i mean longer. i walked into like a room that was like six like six foot by like three foot and there's 30 enemies that just spawned in that room like yep. Why do I need to fight thirty of these enemies? And they just too fast, and they just kept spawning and spawning and spawning. I'm like, oh my god! Or like, uh, they're just like they'll have like they'll spawn like three times, but there will be like the weakest enemy where I'll just like I'll just wait from the spawn, grab, split in half, wait from the spawn, grab, split in half, and I'm like this. I guess like in harder difficulty, there's a there's yeah more of that challenge. But even in like the harder difficulties, the challenge isn't necessarily more fun it's just more enemies that more have more health yeah it's just more of a grind and that's this game felt that way it felt like there was a lot of hack and slash grinding to get to the actual story beats to it which is like i find the platforming aspect of it the storytelling aspect of it the puzzles to be the best part of the game yeah like I going mean, through the, the level design i was always a big 
Greek god and Greek Same. mythology fan, so having a, a whole story based on that was always very cool. Yeah, and yeah, so this game, I'm enjoying the playthrough for the most part. I'm like sad that we're doing this already, but I'm like, oh, I guess I don't have to finish this unless we continue to talk about God of War 2 in depth and God of War 3 in depth, and especially um, God of War the Norse 2018 and God of War Ragnarok when I guess that's not really more nostalgia that'd be more of a fresh take review yeah, type of it's thing it's more of a uh, proves our fandom worth it I, I yeah. feel like by showing how good it's become and how well it's held up over the years yep. it really makes you appreciate what came before yeah and I will say I thought God of War was dead yeah I think I, everyone thought it was dead God of War 3 was a great game but it, it ended the series pretty definitively yep and Ascension just we forgot about it. Yeah, I didn't even know it existed. It came out after God of War 3. Are you sure yep. about that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I never paid attention to that game, I guess. Yeah, so... Uh, God of War 1. Favorite favorite part you remember. I kind of mentioned my favorite part. Well, after reminding me of the Krakens and stuff in the beginning... Oh, yeah, we got to talk awesome. about it. Yeah, I will say that part's pretty awesome. Well, all right. One of the great... One thing I think God of War does amazingly well, and I think they've done it for the most part pretty well in every single game. I watched a little bit of Ragnarok just through YouTube just to kind of see the game a little bit story-wise. Do you think God of War... Are you going to say boss fights? Yeah, we got to talk about the boss fights. I thought that's what you were going to say. God of War starts out these games amazingly. It's really good beginnings, yeah. In the first game, I feel like you just jump into it. You're in AGNC. Within like five to ten minutes, you're fighting a Hydra already. Yep. Yep. And it, I remember as a kid playing, I'm like, being terrified. Yeah, oh, I agree. I was scared of that thing. Massive, screaming Hydra. And you're like, ah, it's like, yeah. And God of War just does such a good job of every game. You're just jumping into a boss fight immediately. And it's not just yeah. like, oh, boss fight. It's interactive boss fight. Like the whole level, you're fighting this boss. So the first, um, you're, you're on this boat and you're fighting enemies. You go into the boat. You're already platforming a little bit. You're kind of learning about the world. You're learning about the chest. The graphics look great mm. for PlayStation oh, 2. And then you're like in the middle of a Hydra fight and you're slowly learning about Kratos. You're slowly learning what's going on, um, his character. In the meantime, you're fighting this giant Hydra. You're fighting multiple Hydras. Mm. God of War 2 does something very yep. similar. I was going to say, yeah, God of War 2. And we could, we could transition to God of War 2, God of War 3. But God of War 2, you know, you're already in this galactic... You're, um, you're at your like superpowered state. You're, yep. you're strong. You just beat Ares after the second game. Well, this is a few game. years into it yeah well you had you're coming off your win you're the new god of war yep. essentially and uh what is it it's some sort of uh, giant colossus is attacking the city no you're attacking the city no i thought i thought something is attacking and you're defending it no i think kratos then, is attacking the city no no uh, kratos defends the city i want to say it's from like a giant almost like a statue of uh uh what's her face uh era or something like that uh, and then you end up beating it, and then after you, because uh, no, because okay, so Zeus this, tricks you into killing it. No, this is okay. So this is my understanding of it. This is Wiki. Angered at his fellow gods, Kratos runs a monk across the city of Rhodes. Zeus intervenes and betrays Kratos. So Kratos is attacking because he's the bad guy in this. Yeah, but why is he? He's made the gods. But then why does he trust Zeus? I don't know. 
Don't yeah, I guess that's why I'm confused. Because he literally, yeah. Zeus is like, oh, the only way you can defeat whatever is by using all your power, and you got to use the yeah. sword. It's a stupid moment from Kratos. Yeah, and he's like, okay, well, stab me. I think he thinks and then he absorbs all his power. He thinks power he's going sword. against Athena, and he thinks Zeus is on his side. Okay. For reasons. Anyway, talking about the boss fight, though. He's yes. running amok. He's uh, he's basically trying to take out Rhodes. And there's and a giant statue, I swear, that he's fighting. Yeah, it is. Okay, okay. Yeah, Zeus um, basically makes, turns this giant statue, and but he thinks it's Athena at the time. Okay. And so See, he, okay. throughout this whole, as well. this whole... Uh, so he's going through, he's fighting these soldiers at his like, max state from like God of War 1, hmm. which I think is really cool that he did this, and I thought it was a really way, genius way to... like. Bring it back down. To yeah, base. I agree with that. You know, it's not just video games. Like hell, yeah, you're weak now because of video yeah, games. Yeah, they actually yeah. have a story to it. And I will say, God of War two. I think God of War one. I think holds up. I don't know if I'd say it holds up more, but I think most of us are in love with the first one because that's where we got into it. But God of War two just did everything better. Yeah. Oh yeah. It was definitely a, an all around better game. I don't necessarily remember the story that much. Yeah, I'm trying, to, I'm trying to remember too because I don't even. So he gets. I remember ex- how it ends at the very end. Do you fight Kronos in God of War Two? Is no, that that one? No, you're going to the, beer, the uh, Sisters of Fate. Oh, that's what it is. Yep, yep. So you have to go to the, like this mythical island. Um, you're saved by Titan. You have to find the Sisters of Fate. I'm kind of reading off a little bit, and essentially you have to like work your way back to that moment where Zeus oh, betrays you. Yep, yep. That's right. You like go back in time, yeah. kind of thing, and then. It gets all a little timey wimey. You meet a bunch of people, a bunch of Greek figures in God of War Two on this island of like creation, I believe it is. Okay. And so it's kind of similar to, it's very similar to God of War One, where like yep. Athens is like the main place, the main fight, but then you have to go to the Temple of Pandora to get whatever you need to kill to get the Ares. power to make you really big, and so God you can of, fight Ares. Yep. Uh, Megazord. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then in God of War 2, you know, the thing happens, you uh, lose all your powers, you go to hell, but then you have to go to... You get sis- the Blades of Era, or what, what is her name? Athena's Blades in the second yeah. one, right? Yeah, because she helps you out. Yep. And then you go to the Island of Creation, and essentially you turn back, you get the powers of the Sisters of Fate who's stopping you, you meet all these heroes, you go back in time, and then you... Essentially, kill fight him. Zeus, fight but, you Zeus. but you don't kill him. No, because that's not the third one. Yeah. <laughs> so, like story-wise, I feel like it's very forgettable in that way because it's just yeah. another fetch quest. It's similar to the first one. Yeah, and it's more of a transition to the third one, which but, most people remember. But even the third one, what happens in the third one? I remember he goes and kills Zeus. Yep. <laughs> that's <laughs> like what else happens in that game? That game you fight. You fight all the gods. I think that awesome. game is interesting because like you kill Poseidon like in the first twenty minutes. Oh yeah, the first like. The God of War three was just like all right. So we had a really cool epic boss fight in the first one. We had a really cool epic boss fight in the first one. How can we top it? Let's take the Titans and climb up and climb fight, Mount Olympus and, and fight kill all the gods. Yeah. God damn, dude, that first one epic, was dude. epic. Very I remember epic. beating God of War two when I was younger and seeing the cutscene at the end with all of them, with him riding on the yeah. back of uh, Gaia's back up to the mm-hmm. Mount Olympus and, and just and God of War two by the hype. way. You didn't believe this at the time when I told you this. Yeah. Um, God of War 2 came out when PlayStation 3 was already out. Yeah, I did not know that. And God of War 2 looked did, amazing. Did it even come out for PlayStation 3? Or did no. it, only, it only came out for PS2? There was like rumors. I remember back when there was rumors it was going to come out. 
But then, yeah, then God of War 3 came out, and we're all just excited because yeah. it's like, oh, man, God of War 3 on the PlayStation 3? Like, those graphics are going to be sick, and, and they for were. a time, they were sick. The they first were. scene. And God of War 2018 on the PS4? Sick. Mwah. Ragnarok probably looks amazing. Oh, yeah. It on the PS5, well, I, I from know. Us, yeah, yeah, I know it looks amazing. I've seen Jesse has it. I've seen it. Yeah, they're graphics-wise, outside of, like, PSP. They're always yeah. like top notch. I think that's like why we like this game so much. Is everything's just highly it, it feels yeah. It feels like a, a labor of love. It feels yeah. like the people that are making it actually really care about the game and they want to make a good game mm-hmm. all the way around. Um, you know, from the voice actors, from Chris Judge yeah. to uh, you know the people. I think Chris Judge on. was the is he the first actor? Because they changed. They had to change the actor for. Uh, um, Kratos. I don't think I think he's the one currently. Okay. Um, and he's the guy that uh, played in Battlestar Galactica, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. Uh, he played one of the. Look at characters. Yeah, I don't oh, know Battlestar yep, Galactica. Yep, yep, that yep. Well. So, Terrence Carson was the voice for the first Kratos. Okay. And then, since then, they went to uh, Christopher Judge for the Norse era games. Uh, and the reason why it was because everything was motion captured. Yeah. Which, my God, there no cut motion capture of like the is freaking amazing. I can only imagine. I haven't seen anything. Oh no! Just like if you play the first uh, God of War eighteen. Oh, oh, you're talking about in the game. Yeah, yeah the yeah, cutscenes. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. It's just the transitions and stuff between everything. No it's cuts. All, they yeah. just film it, and like that's freaking amazing. They, mm. they did that. I'm sad that like Terrence Carson couldn't keep the voice role, but like, yeah, I think Christopher Judge is doing a pretty good job. Yeah, I think I think if there was a time to change the voice actor, that it was then. Uh, I mean, especially with such a like a long time period of past, yeah. it was, it's, it's understandable for somebody's voice to change a little bit and stuff over time, and mm-hmm. to kind of give them a new outlook, especially like a new Kratos, new voice actor. I can't believe how much they just reimagined, like from like the first like three games you. It, Kratos was very much just a bloodthirsty man playing mm. out a power fantasy. Like that's what God yeah, of War it started was. out. And then you didn't expect the redemption arc. Yeah, you don't expect it, but it, it's very it, Jamie Lannister. It comes out of nowhere. Yeah, and, without the and you, don't, you don't even realize that you wanted it until you get it. Yeah, and then you're like, okay, yeah, Kratos, he does deserve a family. He does deserve to have love. Well, and to learn his lessons. Well. I don't know if I'd say he deserves. <laughs> yeah, I don't think. I think everyone deserves to be What's the state of Greece loved. right in the yeah. world? It seems like it's pretty much. To be fair on Kratos' To be fair. If none of the gods, if the gods would have just left him alone to begin with and not mess with him, he never would have gotten into half the trouble that he got into. That's fair. It I was mean, their meddling. Learn. It was Ares meddling to begin with. Yeah. That started this whole thing off. Wait, was. Did Ares meddle before he called to Ares? No, but Ares didn't have to answer. That's fair. And also Ares didn't have to trick him into killing his own family. That's fair. That's kind of the real catalyst I mean, God, for the whole dicks. thing. Let's, yeah, let's yeah, honest. yeah. They're dicks. And then Kratos becomes a god, and he also becomes a dick. But then he learns. Well, he's already a dick. Yeah, yeah. Hey, this guy's a mass murderer. Let's give him the power of the gods. Well, I mean, I mean God of War, I was guess. He, was he any different of a mass murderer than any other Spartan warrior before then? Or was he just the one that happened to get picked by Ares? Because I don't think he was any different than any other Spartan warrior. I don't know, man. I've watched this man kill random civilians. 
yeah. in the game and he could have saved a bunch of them. And he's just like, I don't need you alive. I just need the key. I and I, I think any Spartan that got Ares blessing and the power of war behind them, I don't think they would care either. That's fair. I mean, we did just watch a guy, him just sacrifice a guy into a pit of fire. Yeah. <laughs> Without any mercy whatsoever or any like empathy. Because the gods made a temple that required him to do that. He could have showed a little remorse. Yeah. I mean, like, the guy in the temple, like, literally. Um, I think if you accidentally murder your family, I don't think if you can move on from that, you're probably not caring too much about some random warrior that you found in a dungeon. Yeah, that's fair. I'm just not going to say Kratos deserves a family. No, no. Okay. He's done. Okay. He doesn't deserve a family, but. I mean, if he's going to live and, like, if he's still going to live and, like, live through life, then. Okay, one, I am for redemption for the most part. Yeah, yeah, I think that's where I I just wouldn't say he deserves it. But, I mean, unless you were going to kill him off or give him that, like, worst punishment, which I don't even, like, I wouldn't even agree upon. It is nice for him to see that redemption. Yeah, I guess guess it's it's the question, would you rather see somebody, uh, like, evil just cease to exist, or would you rather see them learn from their mistakes and become a better person? God damn, that's a good philosophical question. I'm usually in the redemption part if they're willing mm. to redeem. Yeah, I'm not saying you have to give them you know, an opportunity to do the same evil that yeah. they did. But, you know. Damn, that's a good question. I, yeah. We gotta get into more philosophical debates on here. <laughs> Talk about Kratos and his reasoning. I will say, though, like, him becoming, like, a father, especially now, like, me being, like, a a father now too i'm excited to replay this game because i do own the first one and i've never i got 80 percent of the way and got to a point where it was like a gauntlet of um it was a gauntlet of enemies where i was just like i can't i just couldn't beat it i had to give the game up um because i borrowed it and then i got it i bought it haven't touched it since because i was Mm. like i'm at that part and you know how adhd brain is yep do I really want to go through that grueling grind and relearn the game just so I can beat this one part to finish it? Twenty or can I just watch it on YouTube? Yep, watch it on YouTube. Yep, absolutely. I know how it ends. Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, God. All right. How would you rate the series? Knowing that you give me my rating systems, where would you rate these? Like games? as a whole. Let's go. Let's go each game. Let's go main series. I saw one, two, three, four, five. One. Essentially, yeah. I've never played five. Okay, yeah, I haven't played Ragnarok <laughs> either. But essentially, yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, that stuff. I mean, they're all really good. It's there's not like they're all f- for me. They're all fours at least. Yeah, they're I don't. Yeah, I don't think I could say that any one of them is categorically worse. I would say that one is worse because it had the least amount of stuff in it, yeah. just because I hadn't been able to build on it. But we wouldn't have two and three without one. So I don't think you can really... Add. It's one of the very few franchises, excluding the non-mainline games, where I don't think that any one of them has been exceptionally better than the others. I mean, maybe God of they War 2018 pro- is such a... better. Yeah, I mean... The quality increases mm-hmm. over time, which is how it should be in almost any medium, yeah. uh, including the story, uh, goes up. And I just, at a steady rate, I don't think okay. that. I think I have my ratings. Okay. God of War 1, 4 plus. Okay. 
it's almost that might that one might be a five minus just just first game era. Yeah, that. God of War two I think is a four, just because it's one of those like the story wise it's kind of forgettable. Gameplay everything improves increases. Yeah, I mean it's it's basically just a retread of the first one. Basically. To be fair, yeah, they didn't know what they were doing at the time. I want to say they didn't know what they were doing. I think they had, knew exactly what they were doing. I just think story-wise, it's just they were trying to lead up to this big finale with the PlayStation 3. Yeah, I do think that that did maybe hinder him a little bit. But as it, like, no complaints God of War 2. Yeah, though. it would have been, God of War 2 would have been better if you killed Zeus at the end. Then you wouldn't have a third game. Yeah, because you just got into the Norse world a little sooner. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so God of War two, I would say, is a four. God of War three, I think, is still a four plus. Yeah, I mean that one is spectacular. And then I think God of War two thousand eighteen. Even though I didn't finish, I did watch it. That's a five easily. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I think most people would say that it's like top of its class. Yeah, I mean it's pretty much as good as it. I I don't think you can make any complaints about it really. No, the game itself is good. The combat's amazing. The graphics are amazing. amazing. The story is amazing. Freaking amazing. The voice actors are amazing. The acting is amazing. Dude, the, yeah, the, the just the cinematography that goes. Into yeah. This game oh is yeah. Amazing. The, and apparently, Ragnarok is better. That's, that's what, what I've heard. Yeah. yeah, that's what I've heard too. The you know, like the leveling system, the the armor, like it all. It had like just enough of the like the RPG elements to make it enjoyable without being way over the top to where it kind of lost what made it God of War. You know what's so great about like the fact that they reimagined this game is they made the Greek series not like it made it worse. Yeah. And that's, it's almost, it's like sad, but also like something to be applauded to. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. To be able to make something that is so much in like better, like such a step forward that it almost makes what was considered to be perfect before look bad. I mean, what does that say about how good you know, the new amazing. one is? Yeah. And like the first game was renowned as one of the best video games ever i think i put it up listed number one when it came out yeah because i can't think of a game that would have been better than god of war yeah it it, that's i don't know you can get real subjective you can i mean everyone who's played um i try to think of the name ocarina of time is probably screaming right now but even then like you're even talking about like some pretty heavy games what about like super mario what about Pac-Man or Tetris? Well, I know you can say they're not the yeah. most exciting, but numbers-wise and like yeah, played-wise, yeah. Wise, yeah I but I mean, like just argument. more like the in-depth gaming. Like yeah, name a game that like outside of Ocarina of Time or um, Majora's Mask. Like what game? Super Mario sixty-four, maybe. But that game yeah. is not as like in-depth as God of War was story-wise. Yeah, yeah, I'll give you that. Like, at least but but then, wise. but then, what about like Metal Gear Solid? Mm. Yeah, that was already out at that time. Metal Gear Solid Two, that played that, that out, game yep. too. That was That's already out there. I think that that came out, came out before God of War One, right? I believe so. I believe that, that was like, like yeah, that was like right at the beginning of I think the Snake PS2 time. Eater, the third one came out too, and that's the one that most people think is is the Snake Eater. Isn't the, the third one? Didn't that one come out for GameCube? I don't remember. One don't of them was a, one of them was a GameCube exclusive, I think. No, well, it wasn't. The third one wasn't a exclusive because you can play it on PlayStation. Okay, right? well then maybe the fourth one was an exclusive. No, not no, the fourth one was PlayStation. I swear there was one that was on the GameCube only. We're gonna have to look it up. Yeah, I'll have to look it up. Yeah, I think just at the time though, God of War. I think I would have rated it a five coming out. Yeah, and that's where I'm like, oh, 
four plus five miles. Like right now, playing the game, like we're doing pretty good with that. <laughs> uh, playing the game, like it's one of those like because uh, I just got done playing with Last of Us Part Two, and that game, I I'm in love with that game. Just gameplay wise, story wise, it makes you feel. I was telling you a little bit about it, and so like first playing God of War is just hack and slash, and I'm like, oh, this game is repetitive. Repetitive. I'm kind of getting bored of it, or not bored of it, because I was like into the story, into the platforming, but I'm like, I'm just sick of like grinding through these characters. So going back into it, it's like, oh, this game is not as like amazing what it was, but like comparing it to the time period, I'm like, Mm. and even like just knowing the limitations of the PlayStation Two at the time it's hard not to like go back and be like okay and I'll be honest I'm probably finishing God of War 1 oh I'd hope after, so after we're done with like this episode I mean it, it's only what like a 9 hour game to begin with probably it is did you just pull that out of your head or do you remember that me saying it was 9 hours I pulled that out of my head I'm guessing oh it was exactly 9 hours yeah, yeah, I mean I give that. and take but like the average gameplay is 9 hours yeah I believe and that and then God of War 2 is like 12 and that was yeah and that was a pretty good time for back in the day yeah. to be like a 9 hour long video I was game. like happy I'm like please not I don't think it's going to be that long dude some of these games now these days it's it's tough to get into some games because Last of Part 2 is 30 to 40 mm-hmm. Red Dead Redemption 2 I want to get into it that's 100 hours of gameplay yep, yep. it's tough it's such a commitment have you played Red Dead 2? No, I haven't played the first. I played the first one a little bit. Okay. Red Dead I know 2's, it's amazing. It's amazing. It's I just don't have my ADHD is too much for that game. Uh, yeah, it's a grind. It's not a grind. It's an adventure. Yeah. But it's one of those adventures you have to be into. Yeah. I will I will say when I was playing it, my girlfriend at the time, she's like, are you playing Cowboys now? I'm like, hell yeah, I'll play Cowboys now. It's all <laughs> I got 100 hours, and I'm planning to do at least three or four of them the ninth. Yep, yep. All right. I don't think I have any more else to talk about God of War. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I feel like we've made some pretty solid points. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks uh, for coming over and talking God of War. Um, I don't know if I'm going to do God of War 2 or God of War 3. I think at some point we'll do God of War 2018 in Ragnarok. Maybe just another full God of War retrospective after everything. Oh, I like that retrospective. All right. Well, this has been your host, Jake Sherbing, with guest Brandon Klein. This is Don't Evolve Me. Uh, thanks for t- checking us out. Till next time. <laughs>